All right. Um, welcome back, everybody, from holiday whatever. If you did holidays, if you just had some time off work, hopefully. Um, I'm Summer Krinsky. Well, I'm Scott Murphy, and you can't lie to the people. Like, this was a planned holiday break. Well, okay. So we were actually, we were going to try to make it seamless, where we recorded an episode early and released it last week, and, and so that it there was no break for the podcast well you know every because I, I i appreciate oh. when podcasts do a little pre-plan and i can keep listening to them even over the holidays or whatever you know if they're going on vacation um so we had a plan to give you that content um but i got incre- i got super sick i think um in between the last two podcasts that i had a week of being like fevered and just like bedridden talked about that on the last one but then i gave the illness to scott uh, gave it right along yeah so you got to experience um what we're guessing is the flu it is some mysterious non-covid illness and how, how was your time with it very bad <laughs> yeah. it's so bad yeah yeah it, it knocked me out um and then you had the pleasure Oh, I capped it off with food poisoning. Yes. Like the day that I started to feel like I wasn't super sick, I just, uh, I ate some vegan chicken nuggets and they destroyed my insides. Yeah. And I- You are a prolific food poisoned- I know. Poison receiver. I'm a- I'm a food poisoning connoisseur. Yeah. I mean, we've both gotten food poisoning at hilarious points throughout um, touring, but you- are just I, something about your gut flora, I think, is really, which is why I'm so probioticy. Uh, maybe too much. Can maybe, you be too much? Maybe I'm too much. Maybe we have to. Maybe I have cut to, down on the booch. Maybe I gotta like eat a more American diet. That's what I'm saying because I eat trash. And right, you do literally eat trash. I do a lot better as far as the specific in the food poisoning world it's uh, the thing is is that like outside of food poisoning yes. it's doing such a good job mm-hmm. my tummy yes so w- sorry what is the tummy's function outside of not getting food poisoning well you mean it just like processes stuff and it processes stuff yeah at a very regular schedule oh. it processes it in a very nice manner. Okay. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like the, you go to the doctor and they're like, is it a one through a seven? And you're like, it's a four. And they're like, what nice. Are, what are these numbers? Ah, uh, it is the, uh, the consistency of your poop. The, what doctor are you going to? You rank the, your poop? Yeah, you do a poop rank. What? Yeah, this is part of. I, okay, I okay. haven't been, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. Right, you haven't been to the doctor in a while. <laughs> I am a man above thirty, uh-huh. and so there is a con- there's always a concern. There's a poop test. There's all yeah yeah yeah. That's a huge part of like uh, you know uh, rectal I, cancer. Really? Yes. Poop consistency. Poop consistency. Uh, you know, it's like early warning signs for problems with your butt. Wow. Yeah, and and it's like a comp. You know, it's like. You're, you know, again, <laughs> you're you're above a certain age, uh-huh. and so you gotta like start watching out. Yeah, and uh, I'm still, you know, I'm clinging to my twenties, so right. I don't know oh, about yeah, this you're, poop cancer. You're, you're right in there, <laughs> uh, but then it's just com- it, It's you know, there are certain you know risk factors involved, and then also, as a man in America, you're very guarded about what your butt is doing at any given time. So the doctor, so is the doctor where... has to very carefully uh-huh. probe. You know, there's you do a survey. There's a game. Uh-huh. You know, there's a little bit of dancing around, uh, and then they're like, you know, it's all it's all kind of a a, a prelude to let's look at that butt. Uh huh. You know, and, and they don't want to like immediately. You know, there's there's a little uh, two men in a room. It's a uh, it's a vibe. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately, they're like. Show me your butt. Well, they've probably had to learn over generations, you know, over experience how to bring it up to certain people. But you're just, you know, you're like, I'm very comfortable. One, the butt's doing awesome. Two, 
I'm happy for you to observe it. Right. But I wonder, I do wonder whether maybe it's a little easier with our generation. I would imagine so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I hope I, so. But but uh, but the thing is that the training, but the thing is I think it's easier for our generation to amass, but like think about it, you're a doctor and mm-hmm. you go from school to med school to, you know, residency and all of that. You're not really one with the generation and you're being taught by boomers. Right. So a lot of I so think that a lot of a very artful dance with you and you are like you're I like don't just need... like ask to see the whole yeah you know <laughs> just like because it's like I'm like I'm in there and I'm like I'll just show you whole right but I feel weird if I'm so <laughs> you can't jump back <laughs> yeah I can't just like get in there I'm like all right let's show whole bud <laughs> I have to go through the steps uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a flirtation. I mean, it's not a fl- you know, right. but it's like a it's like a it has to build up for both of you to feel like it's arrived in the right way. Yeah, so so like every every examination is like I honestly maybe this is a PSA moment. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, the medical system, there's a lot of waiting, there's a lot of downtime. I wonder how much could be medical waste is spent in just like convincing a man to show whole totally this is a great question a grand question in in fact and if you're a doctor out there who specializes in well this isn't even a this is just just a a, general because it's like you gotta like after a certain point you just gotta show whole because that's where that's where you're gonna see if Uh something is going wrong so you just got to show whole you have to ask to see whole you have to be comfortable with showing whole uh-huh. and but the dance to get there takes a really long time can we maybe that's what's stopping us from having socialized medicine yes is the da- the waste of time spent in the dance right because everyone is like we can't have how can we have socialized medicine when so it expensive. takes it's so expensive and like look at the time that it takes to treat someone mm-hmm. it's like no you can mostly figure out what's going on by looking at whole and if we just we if just we, had a cultural shift in mass where everyone comes saving, in drops pants shows, shows whole, whole no words are exchanged Right, it's just expected. Uh-huh. It's like everyone just knows <laughs> you go in and you show whole and you leave. No bedside manner. Perfect. Yeah. This is it. Uh-huh. This is the this is the communist dream medical utopia. <laughs> We've uh we're really exploring a, a breadth of subjects on this uh, podcast. So a uh, one uh, not to redirect from your whole um, but one of you know this is a music podcast, and we've had an experiment going that right. uh, we have. Oh, this is the topic of today. Y- okay. Yeah. Okay. This is our whole. This is the this whole. Is our this, whole. Is, this is our whole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, how do we how do we get into how we started? This experiment's been going on for about a month. Yeah. And um, we've, we've created an artist. Yes, and it is to try to understand how the modern um, alg- so most people are getting new music through the algorithm, our you know our Lord and Savior algorithm, and we you know the without working for Spotify or Title or Apple Music, I it's you can only gather information from interviews and from um, seeing how other artists are doing oh and even talking to people in uh you know through our career in summer like the season we've talked to like marketing people and pr people and record people and the way that the algorithm functions is it's a black box like everyone is kind of is guessing at it at any point you know and anyone who says that they know exactly how to make it go is operating on kind of like a level of folklore right right and i mean so uh there are variables that a user inputs uh when they're using a streaming platform which you know they're they're choosing certain songs they're listening they're uh for a certain period of time of different genres and uh you know, they're harding things, favoriting them, adding them to playlists. There's all of these different um, actions that you as a user are taking that then is affecting the entire system. Right. And it has to, um, to a degree, work off of that 
data that's coming in because that's what makes it you know pleasant experience right so there's ways that users interact with your music but then there's also the music itself and your actions as an artist yes so i mean okay so what drew us a little bit to designing this experiment that we were uh that we've been begun was the that i mean in some interviews basically there, there was one a few years ago that famously like the spotify head CEO, yes uh daniel eck he, he said something to the effect of, you know, like, the album's dead. You should be releasing music, like, every day. <laughs> or, like, I don't think right. he said it quite like that. But it was, like, you should be releasing singles, singles constantly. Yeah. Um, endlessly. Single, single, single. Um, because that is, like, newness is what fuels the system. Right. And, and so, basically, there's this, the, you know, from artists that want to create Side note. Yes. Daniel Eck is literally a Bond villain. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, first off. I think we talked about this on a different episode. Oh, did briefly. we? Yeah, you, that you, like, you knew that there was, he had oh, some investment in, like, some military Terminators. technology. Okay. He's building Terminators. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Him personally? Well, he is, like, the biggest investor in a military contracting company that is building AI, like, death robots. Cool. So he's... Just keep in mind, when we talk about the system, it is being headed by Skynet. Okay. (laughs) Um, Terrifying. But, yeah, yeah, okay, so he also um, just, you know as a maybe his side business to the terminators is trying to destroy the music industry or or the or not destroy rather but like um, shape, shape it. it yeah yeah which um which i'm so, like okay you've you've got the monopoly you have shaped it and that so this is the impetus for the god box project right so the project is called god box and and the concept behind it is that uh well there's a there's a few core Philosophical um, tenets. Yes. So one is that um, the algorithm appears to be optimized not for quality of content, but for uh, amount. You yes. know, for uh, kipple. Yeah. So kipple is a term that is like Philip K. Dick coined. Yeah, it's in. Uh, uh, it's in uh, Android, Android's yeah. Dream of Electric Sheep. Yep. Which is the Blade Runner book. Yeah. And yeah, so Kipple is a term. Philip K. Dick coined it, but it essentially means um, a- like endless. Well, like it's the- it, it's this uh, it's this spiritual creep that exists in Android uh-huh. that uh, it's like a uh, within society there is a constant influx of just it's uh, it's brought on through radioactive dust uh-huh. and. As they go through the world, there's just this constant uh, collection of objects just showing up in the cities in which they can't really fully, they don't have like a, uh, an explanation for why the cities are just filling with stuff. But it's uh, like an endless trash. Yeah. Right? Like I, I thought it was kind of like the, the like result of materialism. Well, in a futuristic. It's that that's the metaphor, but the the actual implementation of it that's interesting within the book is that it there is no explanation for it. Uh-huh. It's just appearing. It's it's just grow. It's like growing out of the edges of entropy. Uh huh. That just like coming in and <laughs> like choking the life out of people is just endless stuff showing up. Yeah, uh, and it's not. And that I think that that's like an, actually an important distinction between like what makes something like Philip K. Dickian and what's just sci-fi, because sci-fi is just like oh the you know the the remnants of an industrial society and materialism has created all of this stuff that we don't know what to do with. Right. Um, but the the Dickian analysis is there's all of this stuff. And it seems to be like a punishment from God, and we don't know why or how. But also, it sh- it should be terrifying because it's just like random dolls appearing in my house at any given time. 
Uh, but uh, also, we've been living with it for five years, so uh, I don't know. We'll just call it Kipple and yeah. move on. And they they don't like exam. There's that's not the point of the book. No, no, you no. Know, it's they're just, not. It's a very. It's so background. It's a background part of the world that is like um, happening constantly. It, I mean, it gets referenced throughout the. Yeah, story, it, it gets but referenced, but they 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 always deflect it with, "Oh, it's Kipple." Yeah, and it's so background that it's not even it's not mentioned in the movies, right? No, I don't think they say the word Kipple in the movies. No, uh, Kipple isn't in the movie, and Mercerism isn't in the movie, right. which are arguably like the, the most, two most yeah. important parts of the book. Come on, yeah, <laughs> but okay. So, all to say that, um, like, uh, I kind of see the like uh, structural desire for endless content over quality of content as a promotion of the Kipple world. Yes. Um, so so the tenet of Godbox, one of them is that it is constantly releasing. Every week, Godbox puts out an album. Now, could an artist actually make weekly good albums? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone that is like a... a there, you know, even like a prolific composer, um, it, it just the quality will suffer if you're trying to weekly release an album. It's no, no chance you're going to get like an incredible work. Right. So, in the spirit of min maxing, we've deliberately made non incredible works. Yeah. So we um took you know we have endless stems from things that are recorded here in the studio. And so we've taken like uh, stems from music and uh, run the individual stems, you know, sped up, slowed down, um, reversed at through uh, what what was the, the originally called the God box. And it's just a pedal. What kind of pedal is it? Oh, it's a <laughs> it's a microcosm hologram. OK, I, I bought it right before we started mixing the new record. Yeah. And it's like a. It's a delay, uh, granulator, like funky arpeggiator effect box, and we just started calling it the God Box because it makes these very like um, incredible kind of soundscape sounds out of anything that runs through it. It's got like it's got really beautiful built-in algorithms uh, to how it affects the things running through it, um, and it you can kind of you know. You can play with parameters, and basically anything you do sounds kind of interesting and yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but ambient and um, not like music. <laughs> no, you know. Okay. So, so, so we've taken our stems yes. and put them through what we called the God Box and um, created endless content. <laughs> yeah. An endless content generation machine. Okay. So that's tenant number one is that. Quality does not matter. Uh, uh, amount, you know, uh, the actual amount of work is far above the quality. Yes. Tenant number two is the speed of song, or uh, sorry, the, the length. Length. Yes. Uh, so this is from. It's just uh, in the spirit of the min max. It's like going through. You know, so. Uh, from the CEO of Spotify, it's like, what is good music? It is music that comes out all of the time. And then within the parameters of what counts as a song on Spotify is that it has to make sound for at least 30 seconds. Right. And right. Uh, with uh, with an album being an average of one minute. Yes. So um, every Godbox album is timed out to have some 30 second to one minute songs where uh in are they all 10 song albums it's like 10 to 13 i oh, think they at range. this point they range godbox has range yeah <laughs> okay so they range but they uh meet all all meet those requirements the minimum requirements of song um and uh all right, what what other tenant am I missing here of Godbox? Let's see. The constant release schedule, the bare minimum of song, and that it makes sound for at least 30 seconds. Right. Uh, I mean, these might be all of the tenants it's of two Godbox. Tenants. Okay. There's two philosophical tenants of Godbox. Yes. And then Godbox is also uh, propagating itself via playlisting, 
right? Yes. That's yeah. Godbox's other goal. Because Spotify's entire share algorithm and the way the machine le- learning works on it is all based core-wise on playlisting. Right. So, um, so Godbox, we basically have it generating. It's on its own auto-release schedule of weekly content, and it's been going on for a month. And it has grown, I mean, from zero listeners. Yep. Um, and we haven't been posting about Godbox. Right. We Godbox hasn't sharing. gone on tour. Yeah. Godbox, Godbox doesn't have an Instagram. <laughs> Godbox does none of the things that people tell you you should be focusing on um, as an independent band. Um, Godbox just releases bullshit. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and targets the bullshit at playlists, basically. And Godbox has oh, 847, 847 monthly, monthly listeners. listeners. And it grew. And this started, so this is starting from zero at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And this is, you know, absolutely organic. I have no idea who is listening to Godbox. There's some Australia. There's many countries. It's like, you know, all over the world. Well, it's like Godbox is a ghost infecting uh-huh. the algorithm. Yes. Uh, at this point. And then the thing is, is that those... Like, it's being propagated uh, throughout playlisting, and it's important to note that those 847 listeners are people that have listened to at least 30 seconds of Godbox. If you skip Godbox, it doesn't count. Yes. So, uh, this is all, I, I feel like it's like a ghost in the machine. Did you see the, the articles on the, the AI face that keeps showing up? No. Dude, it's spooky as fuck. What do you mean? There's like this uh this like creepy AI, you know, cuz like everyone's doing, you know, AI art. Yes. Uh you know, and you know, making face making people out of the AI thing. Yes. So there is this very specific face and it like it it's like kind of like vaguely like Neanderthal-y. Um <laughs> Is this the Is this the um like the you know return of the Neanderthal spirit yeah, to yeah, get yeah. back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just uh it's like a Gizmodo article and basically the thing is is that not only is it like repeating it's repeating across different because there's all of these like competing like put your face into an AI generator applications yeah. it's showing up in all of them oh that's so so weird. Yeah. So it's showing up like when it's, people are it, doing their, the like their, Dolly thing. When yeah. They're doing yeah. The, like. Yep. Here are some keywords basically create an art out of it. Yep. Huh. Yeah. And it's showing up and they're calling it like the, the AI cryptid. Oh, wow. Has yeah. it been named? I, I don't remember. Oh, I, man. Y- you know, it's just, it, it, uh-huh. this is just a fun thing. But, like, Godbox is kind of the... Uh, sonic AI. The sonic equivalent of that. I feel like it's just showing up in people's shit, and it's just going, like... Because it, it's terrible. I mean, it's just, the, it, it just, like, comes on, it goes, like... <laughs> like, that is that is Godbox's content. Yes. And it just comes on, and, and you're, like, whatever you're listening to. <laughs> and then it just disappears. <laughs> and it's like it's only thirty seconds to a minute. So by the time you get across the room to change the song, Godbox is out. Yeah, Godbox <laughs> out. And and because it's not getting skipped and it's in a playlist, it just continues to uh, propagate. Yeah. It, well, and so okay. So here's the thing. Um, so 847 people or whatever, that, that doesn't sound like that many perhaps, but just for people to, like listeners to have an To idea. have a scope. Yeah. So um, probably as a band that, you know, tours regularly, plays lots of shows locally, is just like, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very active. Um, when we release something, it's probably getting like, you know, at least a thousand or so monthly listens, and then it kind of dies down to a, a different point, right? Um, as it just, but it doesn't grow on its own through the system. No, the system does not propagate the music. It's that like we release something, and then all of our like literal human being fans that we have reached through endless touring and being, you know. I would say awesome. <laughs> uh, they listen to it. They love it. Well, they hard it. I yeah. think in 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 the beginning when you do release, it does some propagating in the system. 
in because of it being a new release. Right. But then because we, you know, it, it spent about three to four years making an album, it, it's three to four years again before the system actually does any propagating. Because basically the first uh, impulse of like a new album has dropped for this band it is getting uh, wide listening from anyone who follows the band, and it's getting uh, fed somewhat from the from the streaming algorithm into other people's stuff that has never heard of the band, but right. you know has in common uh, likes, basically. So, so I would say that it, it's not that it never gets the attention; it gets the attention once every three to four years. Yeah, well, but even that said, so like those thousand listeners, like if we were to just like do some math, I uh-huh. mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, what You'd percentage say that majority of that is? I would say a majority of that is people, people that, that literally yeah. know that we exist. Yes, and and so so Godbox itself <laughs> has no knowledge up until this moment. This is the first this an- is- wide announcement of the existence of Godbox. I mean, it was really we weren't even telling We've friends proved the existence of Godbox. Yeah, we we just did. It was just we kind of talked about doing this. So we thought it would be kind of interesting experiment. And to see how we were gonna we we're gonna do it for six months was like that. Just see what happens, right? Um, see how much we can grow a noth- a nothing turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we were gonna wait a little longer before talking about it, but I think it's become very interesting just- <laughs> already that it's gone from you know it was you know first release naturally getting five to ten listeners. And we've slowly just watched it as it releases every week grow, you know, 10 to 20, 20, 30, you know. There was, and now it's like 40 to 50 new listeners a day at yes, this point. Yes, Of what is the worst thing I've ever created in my life. Yes, but it is plentiful. Yes. And it's following the, you know. It's following the rules. The instructions. More than the rules. Because the rules oh, say you oh, can right, put right. out, you can put out, you can waste your time spending four years making what you think is a good piece of music, you know, the rules say that's fine. But the instructions right. are, you know, if you read the instructions, they're saying make it short songs that are constantly, um, constantly updating and that nothing, dis- nothing, there's no rule <laughs> or no right. instruction, rather, about the... About like playing shows or, uh, you know, uh, engaging with a community. Right. Yeah. Nothing like that. Why would we do that? Just make. So, I mean, I'm very curious to see where Godbox is in six months. I'm curious to see if Godbox hits a, a, a limit where it cannot grow because it is shitty. You know, like, is it like it hits 2000 listeners and then it's like. There's only so far it can go without getting repeats because I don't think people are coming back to Godbox. It has five followers, right? Yeah, right. So some there are five people that are returning customers, well, well, which which I would say I, I also think that that's also a a lesson in that I think that there is a degree of a like false scarcity mindset behind the music industry right sure. now. Yeah, where it's like uh, okay, you gotta. You got to work, you got to do all this stuff, and then we have to gatekeep your music from, like, uh, the world because there's only so many people that are going to like music at any given time. Yes. Uh, But I would argue Uh that uh, there are enough people and enough fucking freaks that (laughs) exist that you could, with, with like, uh, you know, just a... A wide distribution of your music, you will find a sizable group of people that, that love will love it. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would guess that the five people that that follow Godbox wouldn't like the band. Oh yeah. Because they like the sound of whooshy, like like kind of wind going like. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little. There's the ASMR element. Yeah, and okay, and and I think the beauty of that. So like, we're sort of like we're we're knocking the system right now um, because there's a lot of negatives in that. I think it's um, purely encouraging the creation of of Kipple. Kipple, yeah, and that that is um, a question for like society as a whole of um, what are 
what are the incentives we're putting in place for creators as um you know we're we're only further increasing screen time for, right you know so it's like what uh, uh, can we as a society maybe have a conversation about what the incentives are going to look like but so that's the negative side but then on the positive side you know 10 to 20,000 people buy one piece of your merch a cd a t-shirt whatever and you have a career yep you have a sustainable career if every once a year 10 to 20,000 people like your um art enough that they will and will buy just like one just buy the cd buy buy a a right. sweatshirt by anything i mean and those are the I, th- I think the beautiful stories of the internet yeah. from the last like five years like the patreon models of like channel five mm-hmm. uh you know went from a dude just like driving around to interview people in tucson uh to a you know a very successful and f- like um I think the HBO movie comes out tonight. I'm very excited. Yeah. Is it tonight? I think it's tonight. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Um, listeners, check out uh, the the Channel 5 HBO. This Place Rules. That's what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, that is the positive. Ten to 20,000 might sound like a lot, but, it, the, it, you know, if there's 8 billion But, I mean, it's literally people, not. It's literally not. And it's like, I, I was thinking about this just, you know, just about how many people exist <laughs> that have access to, you know, it's only access is only growing yep. um, to some form of internet across, you know, it's, it's right now at least, unless we have some sort of like cataclysmic event, access is growing. And so um, it, it, you know, if, if Spotify itself has 400 million users and it, if like five percent of uh people that listen to a song become a fan, you have to reach four million people to get your ten to twenty thousand, you know, listeners that are are diehard fans. But that is only one percent of the entirety of people that use that streaming service. That you would have to R- reach. even reach. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then of that one percent, five percent has to decide that they like it. But I would say yeah. that the 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 network of trying to reach people is somewhat gatekept. Um, oh, absolutely. By, well, and it, it's gatekept by like uh, these rule systems of um, uh, encouraging the distribution of constant content. Yes, which um, is where Godbox. And its incredible growth comes into play. <laughs> so uh, I think that maybe that this is going to become a bit of a weekly. Um, it's not, you know, Godbox is definitely not the focus of this uh, podcast, but it is. We uh, will do a Godbox update segment. Yes, yes. Uh, and if you would like to participate in the Godbox project, you yes. can go uh, search for Godbox. There is Godbox one through five right now. Six should be coming out like. Today, you're saying those are the album titles. Those are the God album titles. One, one Godbox God two, two Godbox three, yeah. Godbox four, Godbox five. <laughs> um, and if you want to like uh, see what the you know, the if you want to be a part of the network effect that is spreading the virus of Godbox, go ahead and create your own playlist, add Godbox to it, uh, and. Uh, you and know. like uh, a few artists from Godbox Radio, right? That's right. the like seed of uh, it, it. Like puts like with like, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then just play it a few times. Play it a few times. You know, plug in some headphones and and don't put them on your ears. Right. You can <laughs> or an aux cord. Uh, just ah, going to nowhere. Yes, going to nowhere is my uh, is my preferred <laughs> real gentleman way of listening to Godbox. Yeah, I mean, I am very, I'm very curious to see where it goes, um, and I'm curious to see how people respond to this, like, as far as um, just kind of, like, I think it's an interesting way of framing what the incentives are. Um, yeah. Just being, like, listen to this thing that's naturally growing, that sounds like... Um, I would argue nothing. Like, you know, affected highway noise, essentially, you uh-huh. know? yeah. <laughs> yeah is this is that so uh, today 
today's our artist today's is artist Godbox. is Godbox. So, I mean, usually our tagline is, you know, I don't heart radio. This could be your next favorite band. And I suppose there is a world with those five followers we have so far. This could be. Technically, this could be your next favorite band. I am doubtful. But don't let my opinion, because at the end of the day, we talk good and bad. We talk, but like music is subjective, which is the magic of it. And maybe, um, you know, one could argue that that me saying that the time spent on creating a piece of art is um, a predictor of its value, you know, could be someone could argue that that's not true. That maybe like no time spent on Godbox is the magic, right? That it's just impulses, you know. It's yeah, just... or, or the story of it is uh, like what really draws you to it. So this is really, you know, uh, I could be, we could be, really, in the wrong here, and maybe Godbox is actually the best artist of all time. You, it's up to you to decide. The Drake of ambient music, <laughs> right? Yeah, knocking Philip Glass right out of the park. <laughs> We're coming for you, Philip. So, um, yeah, this week, Godbox is the featured artist. And um, I don't know what that means for society. And I don't know what that means for um, <laughs> creators. <laughs> but we're going to find out. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's an it's interesting just turned experiment. Into, it, it was something that we were kind of doing, like, as a, you know, an aside for the last little bit. And then the data has just been fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a band that you think we should cover that is um, music you think is good <laughs> and yeah. not getting enough attention, because Godbox, you know, Godbox is getting pretty, it's getting its own attention at this point. If you have a band that you think um, we need to bring to others' attention, you can write us at I don't heart radio pod at gmail.com. Subject line. More like Philip ass. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. You ready for the B? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Just zipping into the B section of I Don't Heart Radio. It's been a couple of weeks. And, you know, some people might accuse my B sections of maybe being sad or depressing. Or, or unrelated or, entirely. Or very unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe a little bit history focused. Right. Uh, the last one was the Spanish Civil War. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was the Spanish Civil War infused with your. Well, I mean, of course, it's infused. It was infused with your hot takes. I had some hot takes. Right. Okay. So, wh- what is your? Are you feeling like um, you have something to say to the haters? Uh, no. <laughs> I just have. I think what is a very fun. B section. Oh, that's how, that's nice. And I think that it will be a recurring segment. Again, this is a theme of recurring segments. Are we becoming uplifting? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, calling this ally time. Okay. From Scott Murphy. Ally time from Scott Murphy. <laughs> uh-huh. Where is this going? So, uh, I've been watching the L word. You have been. I yes. have been watching the L word, which is it was, interesting. It, um, so, so I forced you right into watching this is band lore this is deep somewhere like the season lore right 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 so when we were on tour i don't even think it was the last tour it was the tour before tour before yeah. um i we i the new season of the l word was coming out the l word if you don't know is a show it's a very it's like objectively bad writing yeah um like horrible writing but it was like the only show um about lesbians on TV, and so which as an ally, I support. Great, thanks. Yeah. Yes. So for uh, us in the LGBTQ plus community, we you know everyone was like, it's been the show that everyone watched at different times. I would say um, because it's nice to see the reflection, the representation. Yeah, and but it is trash. And but Absolutely. so many Showtime shows are trash. Yeah. Californication. Also trash. trash. Dexter. Yes. Trash. And if we This is especially trash. It is really bad. Yeah. But I have seen every episode of the trash. And I was watching the new episodes and I I uh 
good. I, you you I, were I watching know. it on tour. Yeah. And then there was a night where we played at a hot dog store hot dog in store. Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yes. And they were very nice, and they allowed us to sleep at hot dog store yes. that night. Uh, and so we, it was, it was actually really, it was like a fun band moment. We had like a slumber party in a, like an arcade basically. Yes. Uh, we went across the street and got smoothies and blizzards and whatever. We really loaded up on gas station snacks. Oh, we did. And then Summer was like, do you want to watch the L word? And I was like, hell yeah, it's slumber party. Uh-huh. Uh, Liam did not want to watch the L word. Mm, yeah. Liam is a foe. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, as it, I don't think it had anything to do with the um, content of the, you know, Liam just didn't like that it was a bad show. Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, 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 Liam's not literally a foe. <laughs> it's just that it's trash. Right. But anyway, I got you hooked on the trash. Oh, you did. And I informed you. Oh, we you. watched like three episodes. Yeah, and then I told you that there was a whole back catalog. Right, because this was L Word Generation Q. Yes, correct. Right. So I'm going back to OG L Word. Uh-huh. Which is more problematic. Uh, there are there's a lot of <laughs> It was issues. made in a different time. It was definitely made in a different time. And I just, uh, I've, I've finished the first season, uh-huh. and I thought that, it would be a fun recurring segment on the podcast to talk about the seasons of the L word. The, as you watch them? As I watch them. I, I don't, okay. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's really, I think it's good content. Sure. I, so I've forgotten much of it. Yes, you have. Because I've been ago. telling you about it. You're like, "Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, is, I basically this had is how the show goes. The plot lines. Yeah, I just remembered being, you know, at binging at a, at one point in life. Um. So, season one. Season one. What's your take? Okay. Well, it opens the the first scene. Uh-huh. There are two lesbians. Yes. And I don't know any of their names except for Shane. <laughs> That is, first off, that is... I don't is, think you need to know anyone's names except for Shane. I've watched every season, and I don't know anyone's names except for Shane. Right. Sh- Shane and is Bet. The, I know Bet. Okay, you know Shane and Bet. Yeah. I know Shane. Okay. Otherwise, there's, like, there's tennis lesbian, there's next-door neighbor lesbian, yes. there is, uh, like, uh, there's couple lesbian. Yes, that Bet is part of that. Oh, Bet is part of couple. Bet and lesbian. Tina. Actually, I know both their names. Oh, see, I'm pulling it out. Yeah. So Bet and Tina. Actually, wait, I know everyone's names. Also, Alice. There's also Alice. Which one's Alice? Alice is that is tennis like lesbian? Dating tennis. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, don't. Spoil. I'm sorry. I just don't remember when things happen. Um, she's like uh, the Ellen energy. There's like a the shorter hair, and sometimes she's bisexual. She is bisexual. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Alice. <laughs> she makes the bang chart? Yes, yes, which is the premise of the L word. Oh, right. That is that that is It's all it. about the bang chart. It is all about the bang chart. Yeah. And Shane is the epicenter of the bang chart. Well, Shane bangs everybody. Yes. Exactly. So it's all it's essentially Shane's show. So I would not say that. I would just say that Shane is the epicenter of the bang chart thus Many, you know, connections are formed through... Is it being the epicenter of life's bang chart the way in which you become the main character? (laughs) It's just like a philosophical question on main character energy. If you're the center of God's bang chart. Um... I don't know about bang chart. Like, like, do you mean metaphorically? (laughs) Yes. I would say that Jesus as a character was maybe was the center of God's bang metaphorical chart. bang chart. Me- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So it opens with the couple lesbians, uh-huh. Bet and the other one. Right. I and they are uh the first scene is entirely about how they need to find jizz 
Yeah, it's the hunt for what's to, to father a child. The hunt for Jiztober. Right, but you told me that that's like the whole point of the, the that's first the season. first six episodes. I completely forgot that was even had it anything. It is a huge plot point. Yeah, you were just like, I'm watching the 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 hunt, the hunt <laughs> for a uh, sperm, and you were like, I was like, I don't even know. It's it, it dominates the plot. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> I and no memory like, of that. Part of what makes the show bad is there are like twelve characters that are all vying for main character uh-huh. at any given time. Right. That's a horrible way to write a television program in yeah. the first place. But amongst the hunt for who is the main character, the main plot point are them looking for sperm, uh-huh. and it opens with like they go to a donor, but. Uh, they feel like that's, uh, you know, not, there's no magic in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so they start like asking friends and there's like a, there's like a French artiste and, oh, he can make the sperm. He can make the best sperm, but it has to be, uh, it has to be a natural implantation. And they're like, oh, no, 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 not that. Right. And, and that's, uh, you know, obviously consent uh-huh, uh-huh. all of that i'm not uh you know not getting into problematic waters here but the thing is is that in the next episode uh-huh. the cuz they're like ah no 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 uh that's not how we're going to do it the next episode focuses around them um looking for frat boys to trick into having a threesome with them unprotected uh, I have no that, memory of that. Is an entire episode. I have summer. no. That's cr- that, I mean, that's like they go to just, bars. I, my memory is that it is a problematic show, uh-huh. and that was like all in. But like you know, bingeable at a time when there was nothing else to watch of that you know uh, energy. Uh huh. And uh, that I I had. <laughs> I don't it's know. insane. They're going from bar to bar, and they're basically like group. Grooming frat boys, huh? Yeah, wow. So, did you enjoy the program? <laughs> um, I mean, I I did enjoy my uh, time with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly because I mean, it well, was... I guess if you're if you're trying to make this regular, you are planning to catch oh, up. I'm on gonna all keep seasons. going. How many seasons are there? There are like show? counting Generation Q. I think we're up to nine. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to at least get through original L word because I will say that with my time between the two, Uh um, OG L word is infinitely more watchable than the spinoff. I just remember it all being bad. Was the older one better? I don't know. There's just a little more to it. I just... Uh You know, there was something to the the episodes that we watched at Hot Dog Store. that They're just, just mainly banging. They're mainly banging and like wrapping microphone cords incorrectly. There was that. We had we both had trouble with that. There is a scene. Trigger warning. Yeah, they just don't do over under. It's just very. It's like a whole mess. (laughs) As someone working in the industry, I mean, I imagine someone on set. You know, there's a boom op. Yeah, just be like, that's not how you wrap a cable, dude. (laughs) That's just don't. Just don't don't be putting that out there like that. Okay, so through episode six, there's just uh, there's a lot of you know looking for sperm. It gets to uh, they get the entire lesbian community involved in uh-huh. looking for sperm. There's a sperm looking party in which uh, the because it's like they fail at the donor, they fail at tricking a frat boy into just going bareback Uh oh that's part of it too because it's like they're they're like okay we're gonna do this crazy threesome uh and he's like i'm gonna wear a condom because i'm the most responsible (laughs) frat boy in hit the history of frat boys they're like nah we would we would really i i just feel like we don't need it and he's like no i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And they're like, no, it'd be so much more fun. They're just like pressuring him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It would be so great if you just like, just, you know, didn't. And then he's like, hell no, this is, this is a, this is lesbian coven action. (laughs) And I know what you're doing. I've now become fully Alex Jones pilled and you're just looking to harvest my seed. (laughs) And and he flees. (laughs) 
He flees. He flees. Like he is like scared. Yeah, he's wow. like they're they're just trying. I mean, they are. <laughs> they're trying to harvest he's my precious. That's wrong. He's, that's what like. they're doing. So then they're like, okay, uh, it, it's not enough for just two lesbians to be hunting for seed. We need all of the lesbians to sure. g- concentrate and get all of your straight friends to uh-huh. come to a party, and we'll trick them on mass. Wow. Yeah. No memory. I remember the show as being about the g- girl with the boyfriend so that cheating is the, on the I, boyfriend. I would argue that's the B plot. With the, Yeah, that was, in my memory, that's all I could now, do happened. And, the, and there is fun stuff there, for uh-huh. sure, because it's, I mean, because it's, uh, it's basically completely unrelated to all, well, I mean, throughout the first season, it's how she meets the main lesbians. But, right. Uh, she is her own separate character. Uh-huh. She's neighbors with one of the main les- tennis yeah. lesbian, I think. Right. Yes. Tennis lesbian is her name. I do remember some of the plot points that are to come. And ah, I would well, say. Stop. I will. No, no, no. I'm not going to say. I, I would never dare spoil your experience with this show. I will say it gets. Um. Worse. It somehow gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, I gotta keep watching. It's only downhill from here. Okay, because it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, no, um, it gets worse. So the the core struggle of uh, boyfriend girlfriend next door to tennis lesbian uh-huh. is that um, so there is a a couple and they make a really uh, a full effort from the writers. To show that this boy is laying great pipe. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, I mean, the most banging. Uh huh. I, 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 the most banging on the first season of the L Word is between this, uh, the heteronormative part of this couple. Really? Yes. I don't remember that at all. He's eating pussy. He's, uh, he's, he's laying it good. Okay. Okay, and and she's like, this is such good pipe. Yes. All of the time. Just like, I love this pipe. Yeah. I love this man. Yeah. Uh, and he's a he's a coach for a women's volleyball team. Uh-huh. Uh, and You're really fresh on these details. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, that's the point of the segment. Okay. Yeah. Scott Murphy, <laughs> ally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, they are banging all the time, uh-huh. and it's good. Right. But she goes to a book club, and she meets mysterious French lesbian. Mm-hmm. And they are, and she's like, do you like Nietzsche? My accents are very, very bad. Very bad. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> don't, you don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, uh, she's, she's mysterious. <laughs> She's mysterious. She has this amazing French accent that I just did. Yeah. And and she's like, do you like this poet? And and she's like, I do like this poet. Instant connection. And then right. there's kind of a will they, won't they mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. like two episodes. Yeah. And then they do bang. Right. And they bang for like three episodes until uh, episode six, uh, which is really... Where, like, all of my... I'm also really sick when I'm watching this. This has been during your fever time? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just had a fever and watched the L word. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's there's boyfriend. Uh-huh. He's laying the good pipe right. the whole time. And the thing is, is that she's also, like, mostly into the good pipe. She's just kind of, like, interested in the whole French thing. Right. It's like, uh, she's not having, like, a good time... With the French, and it's also like it, the She's consent. Not having a good time. It's not a great time. There's a lot of like, please stop, oh. and then the French uh, is like, ah, but we oui, we, oui. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, there's uh, there's it's like not a good uh-huh. thing that's happening Sh- okay. over there, uh, but it's it's happening, you know. Okay. So. Then he's going to a volleyball game mm-hmm. with the volleyballs, and he realizes that he left his lucky stopwatch at the house. Okay. 
and uh, and like she gave him the stopwatch. It's very important. To needs him. the stopwatch. He needs the stopwatch. It's like they've been on a winning streak, and it's definitely the stopwatch. And it's like uh, it's very important. And then he goes into the the house yeah. where uh, you know his stopwatch is, and French lady going down on his wife uh-huh. or his fiance at this point, right? And he just kind of like, you know, watches for a while. He watches he, for a while? He watches for a while, huh. but he's mad. He, sorry, did they see him watching? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. They're fully involved. Angrily watching. He's like angrily watching. Okay. And then he comes in. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's this? What's this? Yeah. And then like, ah, no, no, no. And, and so then that, that's like the start of the weird collapse of the relationship. And then they like get married like right away because uh, he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you. You got that good pipe. And uh, <laughs> like, I, you, oh, she's uh, she's like, I this remember, is. I, I vaguely, I just remember. Yeah. Uh, this dude uh-huh. has the good pipe. That's and pot- she's yeah. just like not that into the French lady. But she's into ruining the relationship. There's some chaos energy for sure, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, but then the thing is, is that she very no, she's very much so wants to have the relationship. Uh-huh. The you know she's like I don't you know I'm just like curious about this thing and like I still really like. Again, I'll say the, the good, good pipe. pipe. All right, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is what ruins the relationship is that he is a baby about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Why would you do this? You well, know? but she cheated on. Yeah, him. she did cheat on him. I, but I don't know. I, I would say that you know she lied, and that's indicative of a character thing going on. Yeah, but I don't know. He gets all caught up in his like hyper masculine feelings of okay. like, oh, is it? Is my pipe not good enough? Like that's that's that is the core of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he breaks the watch. He has a fight in front of the volleyball girls. Uh-huh. You know, and, and his life is falling apart, and he's doing like hype. You know, he's drinking, uh, and, and he's doing like toxic masculinity. Okay. And he's not. So that's the thing. Like you're like, well, she lied, and that's how he's like, you lied, but like I'm mostly concerned that you don't think that the pipe is good. Okay. Fascinating. You, you know. Yeah. And she's like, no. Great, great pipe. Yeah. And that is the whole, like, the That's whole the arc is, like, they're just fucking all the time. Like, uh-huh. yeah, they bop, bop, bop. It's good. It's good. All of that. And, like, the thing with the French lady isn't that good. Right. She thinks it's weird. Uh-huh. And the French lady is lying because she has a wife. Yeah, I remember. That's the twist, right? That's the twist. Yeah, the twist. We're really spoilers for this bad show. Oh, right sorry. <laughs> I, we probably should have started with that. But, <laughs> yes. Um, but where I think that the show just magically goes off the rails and I can't even Oh, it gets more. But yeah. Oh, oh, in season 1. Sure. The pinnacle. Uh-huh. Cuz all of this is happening. And um Toxic Man is driving too fast cuz he's in his thoughts. Yeah. He's driving and he's like I got to speed. I got to be reckless cuz my wife doesn't trust the consistency of the piping. Right. Okay? And he gets pulled over, uh-huh. and cop comes over, and I can only assume that they hired this police officer straight off of like a professional L.A. adult film set. He has a certain saunter okay. to his uh, uh, to his gait, uh-huh. you know. And he comes up, and he's like, "Hey, you were going pretty fast." And then the dude, I think he's drunk at this point. He's uh-huh. like, "Officer." I just found my wife with a woman. I and he recounts. He's like, I, I. He tells the whole thing. He's like, I got the good pipe, but I came home to get my stopwatch, and I came to the window and I saw her getting eaten out by this French lady. Uh huh. And then the most, like, I can't believe that it was put to paper, and then people were like, hell yes. The cop delivers like a three-minute monologue on how, uh, you know, in all of the pornos that I watch, that's generally like a scene that people like watching. What? God, 
Yes. No memory of oh my God. any of this. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just a man pulled over by a cop. It, and he's like hunched through the window. He's like face to face with Toxic Man. And he's uh-huh. like, you know, whenever I watch a porno, that's a man walking in on his wife. Get like. So what's his point? He's his like, point is like, you should have just been like into it. Huh. It's all about your perspective, pipe man. Okay. You could have flipped and reversed this. He's doing like a teaching moment, a little. Cop- it's like this is teaching moment. This is a this is a straight up. You just lived a porno situation, Shh, and okay. you could have flipped and reversed this into a threesome, my dude. Hmm. Why are you driving so fast? Why are you drunk? You should have seen the positivity. Okay. In this moment. And what's the. Does he get a ticket? No, he lets him go. <laughs> he lets him go. He lets him go. <laughs> He's like, you gotta, you gotta change your perspective. Huh? He doesn't, by the way. Right. No, he continues his uh, downward spiral. Right. So y- your number one upset, you're mainly upset over the cop monologue. Well, the it's insane. Moment. Yeah, it's insane. Right. It, it's it's the it's the like. Worst slash best weirdest <laughs> moment of television I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And it was like the peak of the fever. Uh-huh. And it's just the worst monologue I've ever seen in human history. Yeah. I mean, so I don't even remember this. And I'm telling you that it gets weirder. Yeah. <laughs> the writing gets worse. Yeah, well, Shane also gets addicted to Oxycontin for about two episodes. Oh, just a little. Just short. two. Just two. Just Back. two. <laughs> just, just a little stint. Yeah. Yeah. Real rebound. I. That's so funny when shows do that, when someone writes like a a thing that should be like a many season arc and uh-huh. they just solve it. Well, they solve it because, you know, it's like someone wrote one episode that someone was like, oh, wow, I'd, I don't really want to keep writing this arc. <laughs> Can we just, like, let's, let's fix wrap it? That up. Yeah. <laughs> Rehab. They're fine. They, Never tempted again. No, it's more like she... Uh, it's not rehab. It's like she's on Oxy, and then, because uh, she's a hairdresser, and she starts, like, dressing the hair of, like, a senator's wife... And then she bangs the senator's wife, and it's like a little bit too sloppy, Uh even for Shane. And then she's like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get my act together. Wait, and that's how she... That's how she kicks. Oh, just, it's a little too sloppy. It's just a little too sloppy. Right, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's not that unbelievable. You can catch stuff. Catch stuff as you're going down a path. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Rain it in. All right, so um, I guess this is uh, we'll get an update in some oh. period, unknown period of oh, time. At least a month. Um, I can't watch. I can't. It's a bad binge it's L a, word. Yes, it's no. I don't not expect good. that of you, and I don't think it was good when you did it. As you an, just couldn't move. As an ally, <laughs> yes. I'm saying it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I um I do agree, and I also still watch the whole thing, and um. Look forward to recounting. <laughs> but I think that all straight men should watch the L word. Uh-huh. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would make the world better. Okay. That's, That's my your one. That, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna woke chain. scold all straight men into watching the L word. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we gotta have multiple goals of this podcast. Right. We can't just be spreading, you know, cool music. So that's good. We'll put it on the list. We got goals. This 2023. Is, oh, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, this is coming out right before the New Year, uh, 2023. Um, you know, do you have any goals other than this? Other than this I mean, we're releasing an album. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going on tour. Uh, we're doing we're doing a live show for this podcast I at mean, a major American festival. Of course, we have all these cool things that uh, we're doing. I guess that but we're I already mean, do. I, I mean, it, it's like, are we already just living our goal? Oh, that's beautiful. Are yeah. we living all of our goals? I'm gonna put together some goals. We do have to. Uh, we do have to figure out what we're doing in summer of 2023. I've kind of brought this up as like a looming specter we because we all have a looming we've got, specter. But I've got like, goals, like personal through goals. June. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what are personal goals but I mean, goals like, for this project? Well, yes, but I mean, like, are you, you know, 
I don't know. I want I want to visit more national parks, sir. <laughs> well, I was feeling a little bit fat, but then I committed 24 hours of toilet crimes. And uh-huh. I'm, fe- I'm not feeling so bad. Scott calls toilet. <laughs> you have to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> when you when when Scott has food poisoning and uh-huh. is and it was coming it was it was a very you had spent a lot of time in the bathroom you kept texting me about all of the toilet crimes that were going on uh-huh. and then you texted me that you <laughs> you texted me there's an active shooter <laughs> Because I said, can we record the podcast? Scott goes, there's an active shooter. And I thought he literally meant, I said, which campus? Because there's several colleges around here. And, you know, we live in a trash world where that ha- happens daily in right, America. Right. So I was like, which what? Is which is not campus? funny. And Scott says, north and south. <laughs> and I was like, what is he talking about? You know, University of Michigan or Wayne State or what does he mean? And I said, north or south? And you said, uh... You just said sorry, trash world, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was hey. very sick, and then and then you just kind of like went about your day. You're like, "I guess there's an active yeah. shooting somewhere." <laughs> then I called you yeah. later, and like and four like, hours did- later, and I was like, "I'm talking about shit, <laughs> shit and bomb, shit and bomb." That's north and north south and south. Campus. I yeah, it's- toilet crimes. <laughs> Yeah, to be I was running errands, I was in and out of but I yeah, I just accepted that that was a reality and kept going. Anyway, great. <laughs> this has been I don't heart radio. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy-